Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of November 29, 2010. This is episode 84 of our forum for riffing and ranting on hot healthcare marketing topics, trends, and ideas. That was I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, healthcare marketing agency that puts on the podcast. You should just read the intro for a half hour. In different ways, in different, in different places. tones. <laughs> and today I'm joined by Jackie Rotaco, account coordinator with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Sorry, I'm having Jackie adjust her thing. Her microphone. She had, yes, she had far <laughs> too much space between her spit catcher and the, and the actual mic. We don't you want You still that. do. You could drive a truck through there. So? Well, that just means you're farther away from the mic. Which means Adam's giving me the eye better. because I'm sure he's hearing all this through his earphones. <laughs> or not hearing it. <laughs> or not hearing it. How was your Thanksgiving? Why do we why do we even put this ruse on every time? Like why do we even pretend? Why do we, why do we care to get along? Why do we even pretend to get along? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. ruse too. We all secretly hate each other. Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet. No, but so it will. On, day of re- on the day of this recording. And it's the one sunny day that we'll have experienced in the last week of hellish weather and yeah. more coming so welcome to winter depressing. minnesota yes and i've never been as as ill for as long i had the flu last weekend had a cold leading up to that flu and then this weekend i think i got like another mini dose of the flu just horrible because you have a kid now given how much we talk about the weather and our sickness we should probably call this the grump crotchety old lady <laughs> show <laughs> No offense to crotchy old ladies. It's crotchy old men who do it, too. I think it's a Minnesota thing to talk about the weather. I get a lot of crap for talking about whining about aches and ailments. That's because you're both are old. (laughs) Because we're both old. (laughs) All right, we better get to the topic because we don't have a lot of time today. We're going to talk about creativity because it was two or three episodes ago we talked about Mad Men. We just kind of barely touched on this. But the idea how one of the things that's kind of fascinating is to see the presentation by Don whenever he's delivering creative. And it's always so simple. It's always based on an ad, creative for an ad, which we've done our fair share of a lot of what we do. But more and more, uh, we are approaching creativity from a much different place. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good with that, but there's also some challenges with it. So I thought we'd have some fun with that today so first off you know when you guys think of creativity where do you go what's your first thought that's what do you mean where do i go mentally <laughs> well that's what creativity is all where about where do i go to hide be, i mean where do you apply it do you apply it just to advertising when you think about it no, i well i think i would say no i think we have a tendency to um I'm lost take two well i think we have a i mean given what we do i think we have a tendency to first look outside of advertising for solutions um in in, unless we've been approached with like a brilliant idea that needs to be communicated um you know it's easier to where am i trying to go with this (laughs) well let me see if i can take three see if i can help you there well, we try to look at what is the business challenge. So when our clients come to us, 
What is the business challenge they're trying to accomplish? Sometimes it's a communications challenge, and it's just we need to get this message out in a creative way. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually with some digging, or they're either there, that's really trying to help with a bigger business challenge. And a business challenge might be uh, we need to differentiate ourselves competitively in the market. It might be we need to increase our orthopedic business. Those are the business challenges that we typically see. Mm-hmm. And then when you think about that, heading straight to advertising creative is really skipping a lot. And maybe I think that's what we were getting at of not right. just going right to advertising. And- right. Well, I think I'm, yeah. And I, I look at it from a, the aspect of what, you know, when you ask that question, I look at first what excites me the most. I think that's what, um, you know, when I feel like I'm in, the, in creative mm-hmm. mode, it's because there's something exciting that I'm working on. It's easy to be. Um, it's easy. It's easier to be creative when you're when you're working on something that you believe in, that feels uh, like it's innovative on some level, meaningful, meaningful. Um, so you know, I think for me, it's it's being when I feel not creative, it's because those elements are, are missing, and I think that. For most marketers, if if that's something, if if you if you're struggling to feel creative, most likely it's because something is missing. Something is not allowing you to get into that that mode. I mean, you're not maybe you're mm-hmm. not excited about what it is you're working on. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just think that there there's like this recipe that needs to there's these ingredients that have to exist to bake that cake the cake of creativity. And if you, if you don't have those ingredients or at least some of them, it's, you know, I don't know. It's hard to, is, make, is make what you're cake. getting at that a lot of what gets you excited and these ingredients of the cake that you need to have creativity are a creative cake. Usually anyway. the challenges that we're talking about need, uh, multiple solutions. They need comprehensive or in-depth solutions. They need solutions that often aren't just communications oriented, and so the more that, w- mm-hmm. that we are allowed to dive in and say, well, if you really want to solve this challenge, you should buy cloth robes for all your oncology patients, you know, that gets us excited because it's an actual solution to the problem as opposed to, well, we need to do an ad to promote our oncology services when there's so many other things that you could do to really help. Right. Yeah. Well, that and when you've actually, when you've actually addressed an issue like that, um, it gives you something to then talk about. It actually makes communicating much easier. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it, it allows you to, I mean, thinking creatively about how you're going to talk about something becomes simple when you've got something amazing to talk about. Um, that's, that's what I've been right. trying to okay. get at. Take the long way okay. around to get, to get at that. Makes sense. That makes um, sense. So, so if, if for us, I think when we struggle, when we have struggles around creativity, it's usually because the challenge that's been put in front of us is there's li- there's not much remarkable about it. There's not much right. that's different about it. There's it's, no story. There's no story. There's oh, nothing. Oh, you hate that word. I forgot. Yeah. You trans- but that's but transmedia <laughs> storytelling. No, you. no. But there's, I mean, people want to, people want to like tell a story in the, however they want to say that. And you have to have a story to tell, which right. exactly. by story, I mean, yep. innovative product, differentiating assets, something that really is meaty. It's the, what is it? The sizzle, sell the, it's the steak behind the sizzle. You can't just have sizzle 
you have to have steak too. Mm-hmm. You can get a there's another metaphor. Good look at a T-ball if you stick your head up a butcher's eye. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> put from a guarantee t- from on Tommy Boy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to find that quote. So too. I guess the the point we're trying to make here is that you know you can certainly be creative within advertising itself, but there's so many other ways to be creative. You can be creative with mm-hmm. the channels you use. You can be creative with the overall message. You can be creative with the product. You can be creative with the experience. Uh, and, you know, I, I think of some of the projects that we've done in the past that have been among our most successful, and those are examples. So one of the most successful things we ever did was My Heart Book, which just for some background on this, it was a classic challenge. We're launching a women's heart clinic, so you're launching a new service, mm-hmm. and you want to promote it in the market. And so typically people would go, okay, well, what's your PR strategy? What's your advertising look like? Uh, and there actually was something substantial there to talk about. Uh, but what we did was we came up with a really compelling, unique experience around that to talk about, to, to promote, which was my heart book. Mm-hmm. So a hardbound, 99-page, uh, full-color book, personalized that any patient would get when they came through, kind of a keepsake that they would hold on to that helped them you know, keep their heart healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that helped distinguish that offering from all the other women's heart programs in this crowded market. Uh, and so the big idea, and that's another way to think about this, what's the big idea? In that case, the big idea was not the advertising, was not the PR. You know, it wasn't any of those things, though those were all strong. It was this really compelling experience. So, so that's what I think you're talking about is, is the ability to think on those levels and, right. and be able to, yeah. to contribute at that area, at that level, which we don't always get that chance. And it's hard. That's hard work, too, creating experience. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy as just drumming up an ad and running it in the paper. Yeah. And, you well, know, not only do we, you know, we, we get that chance every once in a while on, on that level, but... You know, I think for for folks who work internally, um, and not non agency folks who are actually in the trenches at hospitals or health systems, they you know oftentimes they're forced to bring in outside help to execute that kind of stuff, which can you know it's it's still exciting to work on it, but at the same time you kind of not you sometimes you're not given the opportunity to do some of that work on your own. It could be a little deflating and a little bit for the people inside frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes back to that old mentality of like, you have to bring in outside. You have to bring in expertise from the outside to help you execute or anything like this. Cause you just don't have the time or the knowledge right. or whatever to, to do something. And so often that's just not the case. So often you've got that talent right under your nose to get some of that stuff done. And it's just not leveraged. And it's well, that was a collaborative effort. I mean, that was a right. team of client and agency that worked hand in hand to come up with the idea and, execute it so to your point and other ideas that we've had like that and not just talk about our own stuff i mean some of the things that we've talked about on this podcast over the years i think in this market a great example of this creativity is pdp cup Mm -hmm. which i don't even know if there's advertising related to pdp cup i don't know if there's ever a paid ad for it maybe there was online i know there was like facebook i know there's facebook advertising okay but but primarily it's social media it's actual Um, mascots walking around. It's having mm-hmm. models of a giant urine sample cup stationed around town. Syringes. Um, was a syringe. The syringe was one of them. But yeah. now it's, I think it's just PD, the pee cup. There's no Sid the syringe or whatever. The syringe was a little <laughs> odd. That was a little But the whole thing was very gorilla. It was more about... Yeah, that was awesome. It was more about the interaction and the experience you're giving people. And, um, and then another one we've talked about is the Old Spice guy. 
and just drawing a distinction between the advertising, which by itself was extraordinarily creative. The product itself, we talked about that, wasn't anything special. It was yeah. it was a commodity, and they actually turned that product impression around through creative advertising. But what really took it over the top was the Twitter event they did, where they had the Old Spice guy available on Twitter, and he was interacting. It wasn't just him, obviously, but interacting with people through Twitter and real-time answering Twitter requests with videos, right. shooting them on the spot and posting them to Twitter within an oh, hour. I this. Yeah, I mean, that really blew that whole idea up. And that was certainly building on advertising. But again, that's about the channel. That's about the experience you're giving people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's as creative, if not more creative, than the original advertising itself. Yes. So that's what's cool about thinking about creativity at this level is that you know, Don Draper had didn't have any of this crap to use. He had print, outdoor, TV, he did four not channels, have Twitter, three channels. Really, he didn't have Twitter. He didn't have online. He didn't have websites. He didn't have, you know, um, Foursquare. He didn't. Well, he did have the ability to put a giant urine sample cup around. <laughs> that was one of the scenes actually in the was a guerrilla marketing thing where they had they staged two women fighting over like the last box of some product. And it got in the news, and so that's how they drummed up. Oh, nice. But at first, Don really poo-pooed that. He thought that was really classless and beneath him because <laughs> it, was, it was cheap. That's how he thought of oh, it. Oh, funny. Peggy, Peggy rubbed it in his face, though, when it got in the news. <laughs> so, so, you know, there's a lot of great things about it. it there's way more opportunities now for breakthrough ideas. <laughs> like a wedding? Right? I mean, you could just have breakthrough ideas in so many different ways, not just yes. what the ad looks like. Uh, you, can, you can have approaches that don't even use advertising. There are more appropriate channels. Uh, and you can, you can actually make significant impact. And I think that's where I thought you were going earlier, Adam. But uh, so often we talk about things like the patient experience. You know, you want to run an ad to promote your service, yet the experience is crappy. Well, yeah. you know, actually, that's going to have a negative impact right. on your business. Now, not... you're bringing, now you're driving people into a crappy experience right, who are going right. to go out and talk about the crappy experience they had. So mm-hmm. to be creative, you know, we worked with a hospital where we came up with a uh, MRI VIP where they had one of those trailers that sat outside the hospital to get your MRI. It was a smaller community hospital. Mm-hmm. And you literally had to walk through the ER bay where the ambulances sit outside for like 75 feet. And this is northern Minnesota. So to come up with you know, an idea where it's called MRI VIP and it's treated like Outback Steakhouse where you call in for your food, you go pull up into a parking spot and they bring it to you to, to bring, drive people into the, to the trailer and say, park here, we'll bring you the papers to your car so you can sit in your comfort and when it's time, we'll walk you the 10 feet in. There's no advertising even involved in that, but if you did that and then you advertised it, imagine how much more successful your advertising would be. Yeah. So those are the reasons why we get excited about this. But there are some challenges, right? No. Never. <laughs> no. What, what, can, you, can you guys think of any challenges that I didn't write down on the agenda? Oh, there's an agenda? But <laughs> <laughs> bum No. I mean, I think it's hard to move some clients past just starting with advertising. So we oh, need yeah. to increase our oncology business, we need to run some ads. Instead of saying, well, whoa, whoa, time out. Let's back all the way up. 
what's the problem? Why aren't you getting them in? What are your referral channels like? Have you, mm-hmm. Are you doing any of the stuff that really needs to be in place and done well before you promote it? Right? Yep. It's not just, it's not our clients necessarily. It's usually the people they're serving. You're nodding. They, they can't hear you nod. Adam's shaking. Yes, he said vehemently he disagrees with me wholeheartedly, <laughs> but he won't say anything. Um, I think the other thing that's a challenge is a lot of times these ideas aren't sexy. And by sexy, I mean they're not prominent. So, so much of what we do is to appease physicians and leadership so they know you're actually doing something. And if your suggestion is cloth robes, it's not a sexy billboard. It's not a big, you know, television ad. Oh, yeah, that's true. And they'll so often say, well, that's not. What good does that do? That's not what we want to be doing with marketing, is it? So I think that's tough. What else? Well, I think that some of them can be cost prohibitive. Yeah. (laughs) I just kind of stumbled over my words there. But depending on what it is, I think sometimes the big ideas, I mean, my heart book took a little money. I'm trying to think of some of the examples you did, you just brought up. I mean... Some of the larger systems might be able to do it, but when you think of like sometimes what like Procter and Gamble products do, or like Old Spice, I mean they just have the money to kind of pour into these, yep, things. And for smaller hospitals, I think that that can kind of be, especially be, with capacity sometimes. And yeah, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wish That's we had some. I wish I could think of some examples offhand of just amazing guerrilla tactics that were like. It costs nothing to execute. You know, one one idea that kind of pops to mind is that that Starbucks thing we oh, do a while ago, where they had the, they had the taxi cabs driving around town. Yeah, I was just going to say that one with the uh, magnetic coffee cups mm-hmm. stuck on the hood, or like they had stuck oh, yeah, on the yeah, roof. Yeah, yeah. And any good Samaritan who would walk up and let them know that they they left their coffee on the hood of the car, they'd give them like a five dollar gift card to Target. Brilliant. Now, obviously, there's some coordination with the taxi company or with whoever, or if they hired some people to just drive these cars around. Um, not, not probably not cheap on that front, but the idea itself is nonetheless creative, right? I mean, it's not, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. extraordinarily expensive to pull off. Well, and I think part of what Jackie's talking about too, is, you know, if you're talking about patient experience, service innovation, um, it's not always the money, it's just the difficulty in actually changing the offering because that's what it's about. I mean, the My Heart book was changing the offering. I mean, we had to go in and work with clinical staff to say, okay, Mm -hmm. how would you use this? You have to use this in your consult. So we can't just create some, you know, nice book and then say, here, nurse, and here, doctor, use this. You have to work, you know, across all the different folks that have to do it. And that's really tough. And those people need to buy into it. Big. I mean, they have to not only buy into it, but just full on believe in it. Right. Because they're they're the interaction, the book itself isn't what sells it. It's the interaction with the caregiver. In that case, the right. care provider and the book together. It's it's the whole whole shebang that uh, right. makes right. that experience Second what it to is. The cost, yeah. And the so it's the flip side as the MRI VIP idea, which was phenomenal, mm-hmm. but never took off because the director of imaging got pregnant. She was out for nine months and by the time that you know they could finally get the people in line to actually make all this happen they had moved on. The Mm -hmm. idea was, you know, it kind of died on the vine and it wasn't the money and it wasn't that it wasn't a great idea. It was just, they couldn't pull together the internal folks and that happens a lot. And it It, seems so ominous. mm -hmm. I mean, it's easier to pull the trigger on 
yes. a print ad than it might be some of the which really is, creative ideas. Which is why I think people default there all the time and right. not which marketers, right. yeah. the other people. Because it's easy and they don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. I'm the director of orthopedics. You do it. Just run some ads. I don't want to... I don't have to rework our patient right. flow. I don't want to create some, you know, really compelling spa experience. That means I have to work. Can't you just run some ads and increase my business? Right. Well, and I mean, if, if businesses love, there's a reason. I mean, if people, if the people who are experiencing your your service are not out talking about it, you're doing something wrong. I mean, you're not making it. Not, right. every, not everything has to be a remarkable experience. There are certain things that are probably just get people in and, and get them out. But, man, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, you got to – and that's where you got to start. And so many so – many, God, it's such a frustration. Yeah. Such a huge frustration on mm-hmm. our part. I mean, you can advertise the hell out of things, but if you're not you – know, you if you're not coming at it from an experience standpoint. And I think we even struggle with some of this internally. Knowing, well, what, oh, yeah. you know, just phrase it around. There's a blog post we can link to, but what's the big idea? What, what is the idea we're trying to come up with? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we are asked, we need an advertising campaign. And we know that, well, yeah, that's one tactic. But there's so many other things you could do. Yeah. And that's just how we think. So are we just going to limit ourselves to advertising ideas? Are we going to, you know, what if we, we've had, we've had situations where that's what we were brought in for. And the idea we came out with had nothing to do with advertising. Mm-hmm. And they love it. So, you know, but it's it's even hard to like, how do you approach the process? How do you approach the thinking? How do you, what are you focused on? What's the big idea you're trying to focus on? Because it's, you know. The sky's the limit. The sky's the limit, which can make it difficult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, eventually you may need to promote it. So do you have advertising? And so anyway, it's just a, I think it's great. I think it's like. I love the idea that there's so many different ways to approach it, and that just increases the opportunity for big ideas, mm-hmm. which is only good for us and our clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it's kind of a new frontier, relatively speaking, given all the different tools and channels that are available right now. It'll be interesting to tap into some of the um, see see what the education channels are delivering to the this new crop of marketers that'll be replacing some of the old school ones who maybe just you know are, are dead set in thinking advertising is the answer because i mean there certainly are plenty of marketers who feed to the who feed this problem um you know who turn to to advertising as the first solution um just to look at some of the uh curriculum to see what you know are are the marketers of tomorrow being taught that advertising might not be the first solution I would hope so. I, I mean, I think to the marketing courses I took when I was finishing my BA, and that certainly was, I mean, it, there was a ton of unexperience. But I don't know. I don't know what else people I are absorbing. Taught. I mean, I was taught, uh, I didn't have an advertising degree, so it wasn't like the end-all, beat-all. You, you know, there's so many different things. Just your media plan can be creative. Mm-hmm. That alone can bring success. Damn <laughs> <laughs> I think that means our time is up. <laughs> Well, anyway, we do have to wrap it up, don't we? Yeah. Well, that's kind of me- a meandering. It was. It was kind of a that podcast. Was, kind of, was of... that a painful podcast? Uh... Well, painful is the word. But... <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Awkward. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Maybe somebody can help us and jump in with their thoughts. Not now. 
<laughs> when are we ever going to do this live? We talked about doing this live. We've talked about maybe having a video feed of our, us yeah. podcasting. You like a webcam? Yeah. Scary. <laughs> They're kind of lame. One of the radio stations I follow just added a webcam, and it's just is the it most really that boring thing. No. They're just sitting around like we are. Yeah. And you see the backs of people's heads, and they're talking like we are. <laughs> and there's nothing going on. Well, it depends Why on would how, you ever it? depends it? on how you set it up, because there are plenty of podcasts that are more interactive, that have like a chat room component to it, where people are yeah. actually asking questions. Um, but still, all you it, see is, all we would be doing is like answering our laptop. We wouldn't be like turning around and talking to the camera and mm-hmm. dancing. Well, I think and it, it also depends other. on the personalities. I mean, some personalities are animated individuals who are actually fun to watch or... Uh, whatever. I mean, there's a number of podcasts that I enjoy that I that are video, but I end up just listening to them because I have it on in the background. Um, so, despite your point, you don't watch them. No, but I just I know that when I when I when I do watch when Sorry. I do turn around and, and watch, I mean, it, they are people who are animated on some level um, and are actually fun to watch while they're talking. Or ridiculously good looking. Or are ridiculously good. So you looking. can see the back of their head. Well, you put the good-looking people. Anyone who's doing a camera. podcast and the back of somebody's head is being shot, they're doing something wrong. Well, that was the radio station <laughs> I listened to. Well, they, they just put it up in the corner, and so well, that that's by also definition, you, somebody's well not facing. They're it. also <laughs> obviously not very committed to creating a quality show if they're just putting a camera up in the corner and shooting the backs. Of not from heads. a video perspective, they're not right, dedicated. Right? To that. No, maybe they'll learn the one. I'm, yeah, I mean, the ones that I watch are actually focused on creating something that's also visually compelling as well as. Well, they even Which ours said would not be as well, as, or, as well as orally compelling. Not really sure why you'd want to watch it, but go ahead and look at it. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Let's be done with our podcast. Well, I think when you know what somebody looks like, too, it's a little easier to <laughs> establish a, create a connection or a bond. True. Wait, can I get one last thing in? <laughs> no, I think you're right. Well, someday we'll do that on Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, even though it was past. Mm-hmm. We're sending Happy those thoughts day. to you now so that you receive them post turkey karma. Yes. Thanks, guys. Tur karma. Tur karma. Bye. Toodles. We're not going to sign off today. We're going to do Toodles. something. Different. Bye. Bye.